0: Okay, <laughs> Hey homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is something sick.
1: What a um wild week. I thought you were going to say what up. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a crazy week everyone yeah do you want to do your thing first no or should... you okay do... there's just a lot going on in the world we've been like hearing a lot and like witnessing a lot of things about true crime yes. but the biggest one that everyone i'm sure probably has heard about is the gabby petito case and it's just it's crazy and awful yeah. and like we're not going to talk about it really but like because we don't have all the details yeah we don't have all the details and stuff but it's wild Definitely look into it. If anyone knows anything, make sure you report it. Yeah. In. Hopefully she can be found. Yeah. Because it's really upsetting. Yeah. So yeah, there was that. Um, and then Katie, I uh, witnessed a crime <laughs> yesterday, like a bad crime <laughs> too. <laughs> so
0: I'm just going to read the news article my coworker sent me. Let me exp- let me do the background. Uh. There were, I got four hours of sleep the night, Thursday night, because I went to a concert and didn't get back until 2 a.m. and woke up at 6 something because I had to go to work by 8. Spoiler alert, I was not on time, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then the only people in the building were me and the three other women that I share an office with. No one else was in the entire building. Thank God we locked the doors because I'm going to read... Um, this news report of what happened, and I will, along the way, tell you what I saw. Nashville, Tennessee. I also will not be saying the location of where anything is. Smart, because yeah. <laughs> I don't need people knowing exactly where I work. So, three teenagers are facing several charges after leading Metro Police on a dangerous pursuit that started in South Nashville and ended in the blank neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you look this up, though, then everyone will know where I work, but that's fine. Uh, according to several arrest warrants, 18-year-olds William Green, Makari Chirino, and Kyrina Newby were arrested after de- that I also could have said their names wrong, whatever. Were arrested They're after criminals. <laughs> d- yeah. <laughs> were arrested after detectives conduct undercover surveillance Friday afternoon in South Nashville. Investigators say they spotted a stolen 2020 white Kia Forte in a parking lot. An officer in an unmarked vehicle approached the car. William Green, the driver, accelerated at a high speed and hit an officer and hit the officer's car intentionally police say green had 10 outstanding warrants against him including two counts of vehicular manslaughter or homicide not manslaughter homicide so the worst one <laughs> yeah homicide i'm gonna continue <laughs> the documents state green took off leading officers on a pursuit a metro police helicopter assisted i saw said helicopter (laughs) the stolen vehicle ran through several red lights at a high rate of speed and drove into oncoming traffic the car eventually turned onto blank avenue in blank where i work my building is at the corner corner, yeah. yeah of this my car was right near it uh and crashed into a nissan suv that was parked on the side of the roadway my coworker's car was two cars behind and i had almost parked in front of her when I got there, then I decided I should park in the parking lot instead of the street, even though it was closer. The teens ran away on foot, but were eventually captured by officers. A 16-year-old was also in the car. According to the investigators, officers found Green was in possession of cocaine. A loaded, ha- cocaine. Cocaine. A loaded handgun was found in a black fanny pack at the scene. Another handgun was found inside the stolen car. Green is facing several charges, including vehicular assault, vehicular... Vehicle. Vehicle. (laughs) Vehicle theft. I can't speak. Possession of a handgun and evading arrest. Newberry is charged with vehicle theft. Chirino is charged with vehicle theft, evading arrest, and possession of a handgun. I had literally left five minutes before this all went down to go grab my lunch. And then I came back right after the car crashed and i just went inside and i was like i think there was a wreck out there and we start watching and then the police all show up in undercover cars and in like plain clothing and with vests on and then we're like what is going on and then we see a black fanny pack that they have it that is apparently had a gun or cocaine in it
1: she texts me (laughs) i have the day off i'm like sleeping and like chilling she's like um so i just witnessed like a a car chase and like armed a robbers crime. and like and i was like oh <laughs> one of them so there's
0: a house right behind our building with like a carport and a jeep and one of them was caught in the car- jeep right behind our office with a gun and we looked out and saw a cop standing with a guy in handcuffs. And then the neighbors had a ring camera. And so they caught the guy sneaking into their car on the ring camera. But the kid got caught because he got trapped in the Jeep and then called his mom. So his family came to help him out. And that's when the police found out he was in the Jeep. But <laughs> so fully saw... A whole crime. <laughs> and we went out there and no one was telling us anything. And we were like, if our door had been unlocked, they could have ran inside and like hid in the building. Yeah. We went outside and someone was hiding in the car right there. <laughs> so um my coworker took out the recycling. The bin is right by the Jeep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, I saw a whole crime. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> they could have, they almost wrecked into our cars. So that's so super fun.
1: I mean, glad they didn't. That would have sucked. Same.
0: <laughs> I know. We went out and looked. We were also just trying to be nosy, but we had to make sure their cars were not Oh yeah. Hit. Valid. Oh, um, one of the guys was wearing like slides and he <laughs> kicked them off <laughs> and left them and everyone was like laughing at it and like the tow truck guy was like, "Whose house slippers are these?"
1: I really love committing a crime in slides. Why? I don't know. N- you know you can't run in those. Yeah, no. Not good planning. No. They didn't plan that out very well. They are 18. But 10 (laughs) arrest warrants for one
0: of them by 18. Yeah, that's a lot. And two for vehicular homicide. (sighs) That's rough. I don't know which one I saw. That's okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with maybe like the 16 year old that was just along for the ride.
1: That's my hope for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I would hope for too. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway, (laughs) armed. Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) So if that interests you at all, there's the story. Yep. So anyway, real life crime.
0: It'd be true. (laughs) It'd be true. That was kind of (laughs) stupid. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, now let's get spooky. I'm ready. I feel like this one's going to
1: freak me out a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's pretty creepy. So, yeah, because I like haunted places, but I never want my house to be haunted. Yeah. So... Okay, everyone. And I feel like yeah. our place
1: is a little bit
0: Let's not put that yeah, okay. to the
1: world. Let's We're not going to. Yeah.
0: So, well, I'm just going to full disclaimer and admit that I have never seen the Conjuring or any of the Conjuring movies. Same. We're going to watch them now, okay? Because I in I researched the parent family who the Con, the original Conjuring movie is about. And that's what this case is. Yeah, I was going to say you haven't said that that's the case. <laughs> and this is the case. But so now I want to watch the movie because if I can get through this, then I can watch the movie because I know what to kind of expect, even though I know the movie is not 100%. Yeah.
1: Honestly, the scariest part about like horror movies is just the jump scares. Yeah. The rest of it's fine. Yeah. I just
0: don't like jump scares. (laughs) Same. I don't. That's why we don't go to fake haunted houses.
1: Yeah. I can't handle
0: that. So anyway, are we ready? I'm ready. Okay. So first I have to introduce Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are the people that the main investigators of this case. And so that's how The Conjuring came to be because it's their stories of their investigations. So Ed and Lorraine Warren were paranormal investigators and authors. Ed was not only an author and a lecturer, but also a self-taught and self-pervest demonologist. So that's... Great. I would not want to specialize in that. (laughs) Nope. Uh, Lorraine declared that she was a light trance psychic medium who worked alongside her demonologist husband. Uh, The Warrens founded the oldest ghost hunting organization in New England in 1952, named the New England Society for Psychic Research. Okay. Uh, The NESPR (laughs) uh, works with researchers, police officers, nurses, college students, medical doctors, and clergy members on their investigations. So they bring all those college students. That was us. That could have been us. It's I, not us anymore. Not anymore.
1: That's weird. I anyway. know.
0: Well, I had, when I was writing it down, I was like, that's us. And then I was like, no, it hasn't been me for over a year and a half. Like. <laughs> <laughs> We're old.
1: Yeah. We're outdated. Yeah.
0: So anyways, Ed and Lorraine claim to have investigated over 10,000 paranormal cases in their careers.
1: How? I don't know. And that's the, like. Yeah. Like. Even if you do one every day. Yeah. That's years and years. I know. 10,000 paranormal. There's no way. -uh.
0: There must. or they also wrote a lot of books about their investigations, which I think is what a lot of the movies are. Yeah. Based on, Um, and I have a list of some of their more notorious investigations. So the Amityville haunting, they were part of the first investigators on that Mm -hmm. case. Annabelle, the doll, (laughs) no yeah no uh enfield poltergeist which is in england and i think the second conjuring movie is based on it and i think it's similar to this case so. okay uh arnie johnson who was a guy who was accused of killing his landlord there's another movie about a conjuring movie about this and the Warrens claimed that he was possessed yeah uh. yeah uh the Snedecker house which was a former funeral home turned into someone else's home. And they. Why? I know. And they claimed, and the Warrens claimed that it was infested with demons. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, the Smurl family. And, Why do these people
1: all have weird I names? don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: it was a family home with four spirits and a demon that was assaulting the couple. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, I know that they take, like, the darkest yeah. cases, but, like. Yeah. Oh.
0: And of course, the Perrin family, Mm -hmm. who we're going to talk about in just a moment. Uh, Ed and Lorraine faced a lot of criticisms from skeptics, especially like reading through articles and their Wikipedia was kind of brutal. (laughs) Like people, you can just tell people are like, it's not true. Like Mm -hmm. they're making all this up kind of thing, which is normal. But I feel like I don't, whenever I'm researching, I don't see too much of people being like spending their time. Being like, this isn't real. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people said that about them. I just think they don't... I think they were had a really high reputation, but I don't know that they were always the most equipped for some of these things. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how it feels. So anyway, Ed Warren passed away at the age of 79 in 2006, and Lorraine Warren passed away only in 2019 at the age of 92. Dang. And she was like an advisor on the Conjuring movies. I don't know if all of them, but like on the Parent family one, she was... That's cool. Yeah. So... That is them. And so now we're going to talk about the haunting. I don't have a lot of backstory on the family. That's fine. I just have their names. So.
1: Which is honestly good.
0: Yeah. They've been through enough. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the oldest daughter is very vocal and talks about this all the time. And they were on both of the episodes that I watched for this. That's good. So they like, but I don't have a lot of backstory Mm -hmm. on them. But anyway, the parents' names were Roger and Carolyn, I think they're actually both still alive. They should. I think they're both alive. Um, I think they're all all of them are alive. Um, and they're five daughters: Andrea, the oldest, who's the most outspoken about everything; Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April. So they moved into their 14 room farmhouse with 200 acres of land located in Harrisville, Rhode Island, in January 1971. They purchased it in December 1970, but I think they moved in. Mm-hmm. 1971 uh they started to notice weird things happening pretty immediately once they moved in at first it was just like small things carolyn would notice that their broom would seem to move around on its own or go missing and then she would find like little piles of dirt in the center of her like freshly cleaned kitchen like just random piles of dirt
1: interesting just really weird like like things had been swept up into a pile yeah and, or? Th- and they all were like no why didn't do that interesting yeah And it was like
0: the kitchen was already clean. Mm -hmm. Like she would have just cleaned the kitchen. So it's just super weird. Hmm. Uh, The clocks in the home would often stop at 5.15 a.m., which is really specific. Yeah. It's kind of weird. They also would smell something like rotting flesh in the house.
1: No. Immediate
0: no. Yeah. That's
1: not pleasant. No, you don't uh first thing you don't want your home to smell like. Rotting flesh. (laughs) Yeah. Next thing,
0: shit. That's the second thing for me. For you don't not want it to smell like (laughs) Oh.
1: I was like, I thought you were naming another thing that happened in the house. And I was like, what? What with (laughs) shit? What's going with the bit? I was like, why was are you like, looking at on the me walls? like
0: that? It's <laughs> like what's going on? I was like, why are you looking at me like that?
1: I was over we're the moving bit. on. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> so the girls started to notice that their toys were off and out of play. <laughs> <laughs> yes, still...
1: Get get I'm it together. Sorry, I'm trying. Drink your okay. tea. Get it together. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna sit here and be quiet. Mm-hmm. Just get
0: it Okay. Cindy, she was the girl, the daughter that most of the activity happened. I think she suffered the most. And I'll talk about it more later because she talked about it on the Kindred Spirits episode I watched. I remember that. Yeah. So I'm going to save a lot. I'm going to save like her words for that, but yeah um she would set up like villages with her toys and like set up certain like staging toy like you know you do stuff with your toys like that and she would leave them in a certain way and then leave the room and she would come back and they would be like rearranged or missing and that would creep me out as a kid that would have pissed me off oh like sometimes they would be like outside or out in the barn or like somewhere else on the property and the girls would all like fight each other about like you move my toy yeah like and I would always
1: deny my mom makes jokes because I used to sit in my crib and like before I could count would like essentially count my yeah. stuffed animals to make sure I had all of them. Mm-hmm. Like that would made that would have made me so mad. Oh, yeah. They were always fighting about it. And they
0: were like, you took my toy. no No, i I didn't didn't. yeah and they wouldn't they never owned up to it that's so interesting but they would just be on random places in their property or just disappear altogether yeah not know where they are so kind of around this time so eventually like carolyn the mom started to research the house's history because she was like this is weird yeah i don't really know what's going on and they found that a single family had lived in the house for eight generations Whoa. Uh, the Arnold family, who actually, I saw that they were actually abolitionists who used their property as a gateway to freedom for okay. slaves on their way to Canada. So they sound so, like decent people. Good for them. But unfortunately, many members of their family died on the property in tragic and mysterious ways. Yeah. So they sounded like decent people, but this is really sad now. Okay. Yeah. So I just have a few of the deaths that i saw uh, i did see like some some articles weren't super clear and like they said some people like froze to death or like somewhere it said that some kids like drowned in a creek but i didn't see that anywhere specific so i was like i don't know if that's true but so a few specific ones 1848 sally arnold and two of her children died from typhus uh, in 1866 susan arnold hung herself from a wardrobe hook oh yeah uh 1849 this one's pretty brutal maybe fast you can if you don't like things with children like fast forward a couple seconds but um 11 year old prudence arnold declined the marriage invitation of a 22 year old man named william knowlton who then assaulted her and nearly decapitated her
1: oh my gosh yeah
0: it's and that one i saw the record for that that uh 1849 i'm disgusted an 11 year old and you're 22
1: were 22 yeah no. No? That's disgusting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. Okay.
0: Uh, 1901, their neighbor, Jarvis Smith, was drinking a lot of alcohol and was found dead from exposure in their ba- in the Arnold's barn. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then 1911, John Arnold ingested insecticide to commit suicide, so. Goodness. Yeah. Lots of death. Yeah. So that kind of, they were kind of like, that that makes sense for what's going on here. Like, yeah, lots of hard stuff.
1: This might be skipping ahead. I don't know if you have this in there. But did that family leave because of the haunting? I don't think so. Okay. I didn't really see... That they, did they experience anything that you saw or no? mm Interesting. I didn't
0: see anything, like, more specifically about the Arnold family. That, I just only found, like, that they had mysterious deaths there before. Okay. I think other people lived there after them. Oh, okay. But, I like, I don't think the Arnold family passed off – To the
1: parent family, I think there were other people that lived there in between. Okay, but they had lived there for a very long time. I was gonna say because if it was only them and then they left it to the parents, and there were
0: people that lived there before them too. Okay, like before the Arnold family, the Arnold family lived there for a long time, and then a few other people,
1: and then the parent family. Okay, yeah. Okay, there's been a lot of owners to this house. Okay, I was gonna want like I was gonna ask if you thought that maybe like passing it from the Arnold to the parents if it went straight from them that like. A I different family so. coming in could like stir stuff up, but yeah, okay, yeah, no, sorry. There, no. I
0: do have more information about other neighbors, but okay, not for a little while. Cool, but yeah, I didn't want to jump ahead, but yeah, I was no. curious.
1: <gasps> so sorry, <laughs>
0: she kicked me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she kicked me in the head. <laughs> no, she kicked my stand. Anyway, so the parent girls then started to see spirits throughout the home, no. and a lot of them seemed harmless. But they did notice that there were some that seemed pretty angry. Um, So some of the more benevolent spirits were just ones that like wanted attention. So they would like make loud noises when guests would come over. Like some doors would slam shut often, but there were other doors that wouldn't shut at all. Like it was just really weird.
1: No. Yeah. I really actually doors that don't shut at all is like terrifying. Yeah.
0: Yeah uh another couple spirits were a father and a son and a dog that they would see standing at the top of their stairs and they would just stare at a wall as if it was a window and they would never make eye contact with the family
1: i always feel sad when there's like a dog a spirit dog yeah Mm. that's
0: like at waverly yeah yeah it's a lot uh okay we're moving on from the sad puppy (laughs) uh to a chill to talk about children uh April Parent, who's the youngest, she had a secret friend spirit named Oliver Richardson. And actually, I think the Richardson family had the home before the Arnold family. But she had a f- little friend named Oliver Richardson, and he apparently lived in her closet. Kids are freaky. Yeah. But she didn't want to tell Ed and Lorraine Warren about him because she was afraid he would go away. Like if they knew about him. Here's the deal. If that's true, I've read that. But
1: I if that's true, that is so sad that her that's so sad yeah but also if i have a kid yeah and they tell me about their friend and it's like what okay like having an imaginary friend okay yeah but if it's clear that this is not imaginary yeah i don't worried. know what i would do yeah <laughs> no,
0: no. <laughs> i don't know what else to say about okay yeah continue yeah They live in her, he lived in her closet. I hate that. My closet terrified me as a kid. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay. Anyway.
1: (laughs) I feel like I should be insulted.
0: I don't know why it made sense. But it did for some reason.
1: Okay. Okay. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean that in a mean way. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed like like one of those things where you're like, oh, you look like you can't swim. (laughs) You look like you're afraid of your closet (laughs) as a kid.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why I said it, to be honest. (laughs) Okay. Move on. Oh, sorry, everyone. It's been a long week. Anyway. Obviously.
1: (laughs) Based on her carjacking story. Yeah.
0: And I didn't get home until 2 a.m. the night before. Anyway, Andrea Perrin, the oldest. Also, the amount of times I had to type the name Andrea in this was a lot. And I kept typing Andrew every time. And then I had to be like backspace A. Like, my fingers just wanted to type the name Andrew. Riveting. Yeah. So, Andrea Perrin uh, also said she had seen a spirit that looked like herself. But as an old woman dressed in 17th century clothing.
1: Looked like herself. Yeah. What does that mean? Like as if she she had aged. Like put that old person filter on her. I guess, yeah. I guess maybe I could tell, but like. I don't know if I would be able to tell.
0: But one of her theories now as an adult I read is that she kind of is like, we can go to different dimensions and different times. Like she said on one of the shows, like there's no time here. And she's like, it can feel like you don't know what year it is and like. It was weird and I don't fully understand it and I don't know that I don't think I agree. Yeah. But I think that seeing herself, quote unquote, as a woman is what kind of led her to think that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, one time, Carolyn, the mom, had seen two men sitting in the dining room and one of them like looked at her and then pointed at her to like get the attention of the other man to see that she was there as if like she was the ghost.
1: That's weird. weird. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do. I if do kind of like, like acting that. like I was Yeah, I goats. do kind of like that theory of like that they think of us the same way we think of them. Yeah. It's like kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, like I said, some
0: cinema s- and they like go to the darker stuff just a little bit. Like they could smell like rotting flesh. Mm-hmm. And some spirits actually caused some of, at least one of the girls' beds to like levitate off the floor and nope. move. Yeah. A lot of furniture like shakes in this house, like vibrates.
1: That's like, when we when we were on this couch and felt it move... I know. I can't imagine if it started shaking. shaking. No. So that
0: happens... I feel like their furniture moves a lot and, like, shakes a lot.
1: They would also... They hear a lot of
0: footsteps and disembodied voices around and, like... It's loud in there. There's a lot of noise in their house. Uh, Roger Perrin would go into their basement cellar and would feel a, quote, cold, stinking presence behind him. And like the family tried to stay away from the basement. And they said in the kindred spirits, they were like, I always avoided the hallway where the cellar door was. Like they did not want to go near it. But their heating system would go out all the time, even though there was nothing wrong with it. So it would like force him to go down there. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, an incident that was reported in the providence journal in august 1977 was that quote mrs perrin said she woke she awoke before dawn one morning to find an apparition by her bed the head of an old woman hanging off to one side over an old gray dress there was a voice reverberating get out get out i'll drive you out with death and gloom end quote Oh. Yeah. Hold on tight to that image in your head because it came back on kindred spirits. I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. So the most aggressive spirit is suspected to be called Bathsheba. There was an actual woman who lived near the property. She was a neighbor in the mid-1800s named Bathsheba Sherman. She was born in 1812. She was a rumored Satanist. And even though no trial ever occurred She was like, um, people suspected and claimed that she was involved in the death of a neighbor's child with a knitting needle.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Andrea Perrin did say though, that she personally did not find any records to say that any of this was true, Mm -hmm. but it like came up because of Lorraine Warren. So I'll say that in a little bit, but people think Bathsheba's a spirit there. And Bathsheba Sherman died in 1885 and was buried in a nearby cemetery in town. So according to Andrea Parent, their whole family pretty much refers to this one evil. I actually think they kind of now just call her the woman, mm-hmm. but people think it's her spirit, Bathsheba's spirit. And according to Andrea Perrin, um, the spirit perceived herself to be a mistress of the house and she resented the competition Carolyn Parent Pier- posed for the position. Mm. So like the spirit did not like their mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One specific incident with Carolyn in this spirit was one day Carolyn was lying on the couch and felt a piercing pain in her calf and the muscle began to spasm. She noticed some blood at the point of impact of like the stabbing pain and she looked around for like a bee or something that could have hurt her and she couldn't find anything. And in Andrea's book, House of Darkness, House of Light, she actually has two books about this, called the same. They're like different volumes of that. But she said that the wound was, quote, perfectly concentric circle as if a large sewing needle had impaled her skin, which they tied to Bathsheba potentially hurting a child with one. So that was that. So because of this level of haunting, Ed and Lorraine Warren came to investigate the home. And I think in the movie carolyn her character called them to come in but in the in real life a paranormal group in rhode island is actually who called them there and they did not seek them out and honestly they were not super happy that they showed up mm-hmm. like the parents especially were kind of like i don't really want you here
1: we don't want to like stir stuff up yeah. especially for their kids
0: yeah so andrea said That Ed and Lorraine had the best of intentions, but that they were like in over their heads. And she said Lorraine had actually said that to her like 40 years later because they had a relationship. And she Mm -hmm. was like, she's like, we really wanted to be there for you. But she was like, we didn't know what we were in for when we stepped over the threshold of your house. Like it was really strong. So they first showed up in 1973 on the eve of Halloween. And yeah, I know. Why? You know, like why we went to Waverly. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> Why people do stuff on Friday the, thir- Friday the 13th. Yeah. But when Lorraine, walk- this is according to Andrea. She said this on Ghost Adventures, I think. Uh, Lorraine walked over to the stove in the kitchen and said, quote, I sense a malignant presence here in this house. And her name is Bathsheba. She also sensed that a witch had done a ritual on the property where she used an infant as a sacrifice. And Lorraine like didn't know any of the history of the like the area and like totally drew that name out of thin air. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's why everyone was like connected Bathsheba Sherman to this, but it wasn't until Lorraine. But that's like such a random name to say if you don't
1: know the history. So, well, and if you're trying to just make something up. That's yeah. not a name you would pick. Yeah. You would pick like... Sally. You know, like something someone would have, you know? Yeah.
0: So that is where Bathsheba came in. And that would terrify me. Yeah. If someone just walked directly in, it was like, this spirit is here. <laughs> so then like during the invest... They brought like a group of people with them. And Roger Perrin was not happy. And they brought like a priest, another medium. some other people... Like they just brought a bunch of people and then Was Lorraine, the family still staying there while they investigated? Yep. I the, hate that. The family was there. And then Lorraine wanted to do a seance. No. <laughs> yeah. So they like sent the girls out of the room, but Andrea and Cindy kind of watched because they're children. And it's like also if you're still in the house, like. Yeah. They were like sneaking and watching. And in the seance, reportedly Carolyn Perrin became possessed. And Roger said that it looked like something was squeezing her. And like, she looked really distorted and he was really angry that they were doing this. And then the table, this is, this is now also according to Andrea and Roger's stories. The table like began to lift off the floor, like this heavy table began to lift off the floor. And then Carolyn's head started like whipping back and forth. And then her chair with her in it started to levitate also. And the table like hit the ground and Carolyn was thrown with the chair into the other room. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is a quote from Andrea because she and Cindy were watching it. And I actually have a couple quotes from a, different, from a couple different sources. So one time she said, I thought I was going to pass out. My mother began to speak a language not of this world in a voice not her own. Her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room. So Carolyn was also speaking in tongues.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: And then another time Andrea spoke about this, she said, the only time I was ever truly terrified in that house was the night I thought I saw my mother die. She spoke in a voice we had never heard before and a power not of this world threw her 20 feet into another room. And Lorraine and Ed Warren maintained that they did not perform an exorcism on Carolyn. In the movie, I guess they do an exorcism, but they were like... That's not what we did here. Yeah. Like, we're not Catholic priests. They're like, we can't do that. Uh, Andrea Perrin also said that it's not tech, it was not technically an exorcism, but she did say that she and Cindy, quote, saw everything that happened and the power of evil in this life. So it's, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, how old were they? I don't know how old they were at the time. Okay. I think when they like moved into the house, I think it's so in 1971. I think Andrea was. 12 or around there so they were all so she was like 14 or 15 yeah okay because andrea had gone away to college before they moved out of the house so she was and so she was like in her Mm -hmm. tweens teens okay yeah uh after the seance was over roger perrin was worried about carolyn's mental health and he was angry, so he kicked the Warrens out. But I do have a quote from him that he told the Providence Journal about that night. And he said, quote, she was possessed. Her entire body was distorted, and it lasted several hours until they de- de-demonized her. And then I threw them out. And on Ghost Adventures, they also had a quote, like an audio recording of him in 2017. And he said that he hit Ed Warren because of this. And he's pretty sure Ed lost a tooth. Like, I would also punch yeah. someone if they did that to my significant other. Yeah so yeah so that all happened um and so eventually the parent family moved out in 1980 uh one place said financial instability is like why uh but i also andrea parent said that they moved out because her mother told roger roger i will not survive another winter in this house so it's really brutal and yeah. also, the property is now they had to sell a bunch of the property, and so now the the property is all kind of cut up. Is, yeah, it's like now just like eight and a half acres, I think, or somewhere around that. Um, but a little bit more about there's some stuff that like the girls don't talk about to this day. And Andrea said that um she said, quote, "Let's just say there was a very bad male spirit in five little girls. Yeah. So there's some stuff that no one talks yeah. about at all um but even though the family experienced negative entities in their home most of the family would still be like willing to go like move back in and like be there like andrea really likes being there like she's like whenever i come there i feel like i'm home that's so weird yeah and the people that own it today let her come back and like they're like it's your it was your house like Mm -hmm. so they have very weird like it's a weird i don't think they all feel that way by any means but i think some of them feel that way interesting so now a little bit about some other owners before i talk about the couple episodes i watched but so for at a different time after the parent family a couple named norma and jerry owned the house and rhode island is actually a state that apparently does not require sellers to inform buyers about any paranormal activity and so they didn't get to know that or anything are there places that require it some states require stuff like
1: that. I didn't know that. I knew that you, like, like murders and stuff. Like you had to disclose, like, murder and yeah. crime and stuff. I didn't know that there were places that were required sure to disclose stuff like that. Yeah. Huh.
0: But they don't require that. Uh, I guess I do have one. This is, it's like, I don't know why I put all of that before. Because now I actually have a couple things from Andrea about the house. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Andrea said that the seller before them had actually told her father before moving in, leave the lights on at night. So that happened. Yeah. Um, but also Andrea stated in her book that quote, everyone who has lived in the house that we know of has had experience, has that we know of has experienced this. Some have left screaming and running for their lives. The man who moved in to begin the restoration on the house when we sold it, left screaming without his car, without his tools, and without his clothes. He never went back to the house, and subsequently the people who owned it, the adjacent landowners, never moved in, and it sat vacant for years. Wow. But despite all of that, Norma and Jerry had reportedly not, they had some parent, but it was like, way less intense and like they heard like some banging on doors and some voices in other rooms and like some footsteps and stuff and like chairs vibrating which still i don't get how that's normal to anyone. yeah but the only like visible thing they really experienced they said they saw some mists in like a small like some blue lights moving around which is a common thing i think people have seen but norma has actually spent a lot of time trying to disprove the parents story and ed and lorraine's like evidence like there was some full video i didn't watch it but she like spent a lot of time trying to be like this is
1: not true the level that they experienced and like but if you experienced like some some things things, that are still pretty big things maybe they just weren't angry at you yeah it's like if you experienced like you knew like yeah this house is haunted like maybe you don't feel unsafe but like you know it's haunted yeah why would you discount other people's experiences there
0: yeah yeah I think part of it was she wasn't super happy that they were living there when the movie came out. And so people kept trying to like trespass and sneak onto their property. Mm -hmm. But like, that's not their fault. They didn't make the movie. Interesting.
1: (laughs) Wait, so they moved in after the parents? Yeah. I don't know if they were directly after them,
0: but before the movie came out. I thought they were before. No, no, no. They were after. So... Yeah, but the parents were like, everyone else we know has experienced... They're like, everyone that we're aware of living there has experienced something. Yeah. Which is true. People have experienced something. Never, It's never been to the level that they experienced, though. Yeah. But still. So today... I think there were still more owners in between that family and the people that own it today um, a couple named Corey and jennifer heinzen who are paranormal investigators um, along with their daughter madison and their son kyler they own the home they bought the four-bedroom two-bathroom farmhouse for like four hundred and thirty nine thousand dollars in 2019 because of the paranormal history makes sense since they're investigators yeah uh when they first moved in they like would see doors opening and they would hear a lot of footsteps and knocking Corey apparently said that he was having a hard time like staying alone <laughs> in the house at first i also would have a hard yeah. time staying alone so makes sense yeah uh he told the sun journal that quote i don't have the feeling of anything evil but it's very busy you can tell you can tell there's a lot of things going on hmm. which makes sense seems like there's a lot of spirits in there um their daughter madison actually gained a pretty large following on tiktok because she makes... TikTok some, queen. Yeah. I do think
1: I've seen some of those. Yeah,
0: same. She like made videos of the house. Uh, in one video, she told her a story of like seeing a spirit. And I saw someone like wrote out what she experienced. So I'm just going to say that really quick so quote this happened last year when i was in the kitchen i was eating dinner by myself and i saw someone run by me i caught it by the left corner of my eye and i saw and all i saw was a veil and a skirt and it just vanished into thin air this all happened in a span of three seconds and i just sat there in complete disbelief not knowing what to do afterwards and then she like told her parents about this and they both said they had actually seen a spirit and described it as a woman in a wedding dress Mm. so I've definitely seen her videos before. Because that's when I... I remember seeing a video of her and being like, you can stay there. Like... Yeah. I looked it up. Everyone, they are booked out for overnight investigations through 2022. Insane. So no. You can go for like an hour day thing. Everyone's... They have some of those still available. Mm -hmm. But... Bummer. We can't all go there and (laughs) stay the night. It's okay. I'm probably good anyway. (laughs) So anyway, the, the couple and kyler their son i think madison's away at school on their website they were like madison's in school so she's not available for interviews (laughs) but she said that's okay i have tiktok (laughs) queen uh if she listens to this hey let's be friends but (laughs) seriously uh their son kyler was also interviewed on both shows that i watched so starting with ghost adventures
1: We always have to start with
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, because I I always like to end on... I literally started watching the Kindred Spirits episode before the Ghost Adventures, and I was like, why am I doing that? I need to end on the one I actually want to (laughs) watch. But actually, this episode was a Halloween special or something for Ghost Adventures, and so it was longer, and they got some decent stuff. Like, it was interesting. So at first, Zach interviewed Jennifer and Corey... And they started by saying that they had seen a lot of flashes of light when there shouldn't be lights, which mm-hmm. would scare me a lot, I think, if there was lights randomly going on and off. Um, sorry, just hit you. Um, Corey and his son have, I think they have, I think Corey has four kids, but, I belong- but Kyler and Madison are the ones that are like into the paranormal. Like. Yeah. But um, Cory and Kyler have seen a black mist in the house and when he saw it, like Kyler saw it, he left without telling anyone and did not come back for two weeks. Like he's like, I'm going home to my mom, Ugh. like left. Yeah. Yeah. He was so scared. And then Zach interviewed a friend of the couple and he said that he like worries, like Zach asked if he worries about his friends and he was like, yeah, I do. And he said like the one thing he's also experienced was a black mist. And he said that it was like shapeless and like moved with a purpose. And he said he's a skeptic, but like He's like i'm not gonna lie like i was terrified and he said that this home has made him take another look at like his core beliefs mm-hmm. and zach like gave him a warning because he was like i'm pretty open he's like you shouldn't be open to this kind of stuff like yeah that open and i was like you're right tell him like you should Fair. not be like that with this um then a a cop or someone was interviewed and said that the previous owner was an elderly man who like constantly had nine one one emergency calls from his house, like about health things, even though the guy like seemed pretty healthy. Like he's like it was super weird. So interesting, yeah. And then Kyler came, and Kyler originally didn't want to be interviewed, I guess. And then he was like, "Okay, I'll come, <laughs> I'll come do it." And he said that he. He was like laying down around midnight and on Kindred Spirits, he was also interviewed and said like the same exact story, but apparently it was like six people. They were all sleeping in the same room on like cots and like he woke up around midnight or he was about to fall asleep around midnight and he saw a black shadow like in the corner and he like would, it was like moving around and he was like, I just freaked out and like couldn't sleep didn't wake up anyone to tell them and then in the morning he just left
1: and I was like I'm going home dude why would you not wake someone up no I I mean I guess you're just like paralyzed with fear
0: yeah but if they're all, like, in the room with you, be like, there's something over there. <laughs>
1: I don't know, though, because I, like, I don't think I would want to speak. Yeah, that's I true. remember the time. Okay, guys, there was a moment one night that I literally woke up to knocking on my door, and I thought that it was, it was, was Katie, me. and it was not her, and we are the only people that live in our apartment, so it wasn't anyone else, Nothing and you. I was so scared. Like, I was like, Katie? <laughs> but, like, I didn't want to speak. I don't yeah. know something about it, like yeah you're afraid to like move or speak yeah so that's what happened to him
0: their son <laughs> poor guy yeah it's scary and they were i don't know i don't know if i would want to wake up though and be like you saw what while i was asleep yeah that's <laughs> like i would be freaked out if i was one of the people that didn't see it and Fair. just was asleep while it was happening I would not be able to sleep in this house. No, that is also a fact. I would not be able to sleep in the house. So then on the episode, Andrea Perrin actually came to investigate with them. Just her in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, They were, like, walking. This was the first time any of them had been in the house also. But they was, like, kind of normal. And then they, like, got to a certain part of the house. And she just started to kind of be, like, in a weird, like, zone. And she's, like, it's okay, honey. It's okay. Like, I don't know if she was talking to herself or to a spirit or what. But she, like, started talking. And Zach was, like, just staring at her. like, What's wrong with you? Uh, And then Zach, like, started to, like, feel a cool breeze. Of course he did. And Andrea, he, like, starts asking for, like, equipment. And Andrea goes, expect dysfunctions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like okay that's creepy but okay uh and then that's when they played the first voice recording of roger perrin from 2017 he's still alive but this was a voice over and he said he was like it took me about a year and a half to believe the girls he's like i finally did especially when like the woman the old woman started to come for me or come to me like Um. yeah (laughs) creepy yeah So um, Andrea said that the first night that they lived there, her sister Cindy woke her up by crawling um, into her bed and like being like, "Can I like get in your bed?" And she was like, "Sorry, my my sister is texting." Woke her up by crawling in her bed, and she said she heard voices, and they were all. She's like, "They are all standing around my bed," and then she was saying they were that the spirits were saying there are seven dead soldiers buried in the wall no yeah
1: i remember that part that's yeah. so scary very creepy and
0: andrea said that she believes it's totally possible there's like stone walls around the property yeah and the house was built 40 years before the signing of the declaration of independence and it's been there through the like a bunch of different wars and battles and stuff yeah. and she was like totally possible that could be true like outside in the property somewhere fair yeah that's really creepy. So also to be Cindy, poor Cindy, just like this poor little
1: baby. Yeah.
0: The first night I, if my kids said to me, we're moving, we're out, we're figuring it out and moving out. Yeah, I can't stay there. So then within 20 minutes, they, um, they had moved, well, they had moved down into this room where the seance had happened. And within like a 20 minute time span, all of them like started to be really affected by something. Zach, do you want to have a guess at what happens to him does he get angry yep (laughs) (laughs) he starts to feel angry (laughs) i'm being serious and then billy who was totally fine like billy had said to andrea like he's not okay like about zach and then a minute like a few minutes later billy's like sitting at a table and then zach's like what's wrong with you and he's like i just blacked out like how long have i been sitting here like he's not sure what's going on and then jay starts to go like seeing things around him he's like it's super weird and then Zach and Jay, like, start shaking in the room. They're like, I'm shaking. I don't know why. <laughs> but it was, they're like, we're all being affected. Yeah. So anyway. uh, And then on day two of this event, because this was multiple days, because it was a big yeah, special. Obviously. Um, So they came back for day two and in like right before they got there Corey, the owner had been at the property and he had a video of the light in andrea's childhood room flashing like you could see it from outside just going on and off and on and off and then he like went inside and it was still going and he was like Whoa. that is
1: super weird that's weird
0: yeah so they were like is it paranormal like they're like is it just a technical thing or is it paranormal but it's like yeah. it wasn't ever doing that before
1: like, well, that's a lot for it to, like, flash, like, it on and off, lot. like, a lot. Yeah. I mean, usually if your lights are, like, going out, they'll just flicker a little and then go out, die.
0: Yeah. And it was, like, fully on, fully on. It wasn't, like, just dimming. It was, like, yeah, turning off. Weird. So that happened right before they got there. And then they brought in two investigators who were actually, like, who had actually investigated the house before Ed and the Rain had ever investigated That's the cool. house yeah their names are keith and carl johnson their brothers and they're demonologists and paranormal investigators and they kind of like didn't come back because of what was stirred up by the warrens i think is what they said but they're both still investigating so they came in to be interviewed and to investigate because zach wanted them to come in and like bring like some older equipment like mm-hmm. some more vintage equipment and carolyn had actually called them in to come mm-hmm. investigate and keith said that they had there's like no phones or anything really that people had and so he had used um a newspaper ad about their services and that's how carolyn had found them and like called them in Mm -hmm. Um, and then while interviewing the family for the first time in 1973 uh they had actually heard footsteps and stuff and people moving around upstairs and they asked the girls like is that normal and they're like yeah that happens every day and they're like that's kind of creepy yeah like spooky and the girls also said that their bedrooms upstairs um was where they were most afraid of and they're like yeah we don't like it up there which is so sad yeah and also while they were there um carl had seen a black mist come towards him and like went all around him he like closed his eyes because it was like his reflex was to close his eyes when something came at him and then it was just gone Hmm. and then they were like then there was a window in part of the house that like was that stayed open and it was because of the humidity or something like something with like the weather or something i think they were there in august and they were like it's really hot in here (laughs) and so they had a window open and then the investigators were like are you guys religious and the parents were like yeah we're catholic and he was like how about we like call upon the name of g like hey one of them to call upon jesus and as soon as they did it the window slammed shut and they were like, that's not good. Yeah. So that happened. And so then flash forward to flash forward, fast forward. I was like, that is not the right word. That's not written down or anything. That was just my brain. I'm so dumb. Anyway, fast forward. You're not I thought
1: st- you were trying to do a thing.
0: No. <laughs> I said it and I was like, that's not correct. <laughs>
1: oh I, I just thought you were trying to be like quirky. I no. don't know. <laughs> anyway. My brain stopped
0: working. I was like, that is not right. That is not the right word. Okay, fast forward. I was hoping you would say something.
1: I was just like, okay. I appreciate
0: you just letting me go with it. Yeah, but I got you. I sounded stupid. So. <laughs> so then they were doing like a dramatic shot of all of the guys walking into the house with the drone around them. Of like, course. And actually on the drone though they captured a black mist move across the screened in porch area like through you could see it mm-hmm. in the windows of it so and they like all saw it on the video and they like went in and they were like nothing is in here why did it do that and so they were like Have you all weird. seen a black mist now and the house was like they were using an emf thing and it was like at a zero baseline and as soon as carl started speaking it started spiking a lot and they were like okay That's kind of weird. And then they start talking about the Bible and Mm -hmm. even higher EMF spikes were happening. And then Keith did a protection prayer over all of them. And they heard and captured a disembodied growl. No,
1: not the growl.
0: I hate it. And then they went. Oh, no, they weren't in there. Yeah, they weren't in the room, but they were like near the room when the seance happened. And they heard something moving in there and they were like, None of us are in there. So nothing should be moving in there. Yeah. And then they did try to use the spirit box throughout the whole house and caught nothing. So that was really interesting. Not a lot of like no voices are really captured at all mm-hmm. in here. Uh, and then everyone else was like either out of the house or upstairs or something. And Billy was alone downstairs filming himself and a weird black mist moved in front of him on the camera. And it was just creepy and then and like he was holding it like a selfie basically so it's like the camera was so close to his face so black mist moved close to his head that's freaky yeah so then zach and billy are upstairs by themselves and billy is holding an sls camera on zach zach is like sitting and rocking in the most creaky rocking chair ever and i don't know why he was just doing it he wasn't even talking he was just sitting there but billy was like filming him there's like a doorway next to him and he's like and there's a bedroom on the other side Because upstairs is just bedrooms. And Billy's like, come show yourself in this doorway. Like, come out of that bedroom and come here. And they had been using the SLS for a long time. Nothing had been showing up. And then a figure was in the doorway of the other bedroom. And he was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
1: they start freaking out, Yeah, and then Zach
0: was not doing anything. It was
1: super weird. Like,
0: Billy was like, Zach, come over here. And he wasn't moving. And he was just like, and then that one went away. And then two of them came and were standing in the doorway. And then the second one. Went away and then came back up. And this time, it was like up by the ceiling. And then the other one looked like it was like holding on to it with both arms. Like super weird. Weird. And then it went away. But Zach like didn't react like at all. And Billy is like, dude, come look at this. (laughs) Like (laughs) like it was very weird reaction for him not to do anything. So then they go down later and Carl and Aaron are sitting at the seance table or in the I don't think it's the same table. It's obviously not the same, but a table, a table in that room. room. Yeah. And they're all like kind of, Zach is standing like in the library room. They're all just kind of like nothing. They're all like kind of being affected, but like they're just like in a weird headspace and then they're not like noticing Carl and then he starts to like groan and then they're all kind of like looking at him like, uh, and Zach's like, Aaron, go get out of here. And Like they all start to leave. And then Carl's just sitting there like being super affected and then he's just just repeating like don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Why
1: did they leave him? Why is that their instinct? I don't know. They were like freaked out by him. Like you can be scared but also he might be like being possessed or something like he needs help. Yeah. So then he
0: eventually like got himself out of whatever trance he was in and he like went directly to his brother and was like can you pray the lord's prayer over me and so his brother like prayed for him right then and there and then he's like he and zach was like what happened dude and he was like you have to believe me if i tell you and zach was like okay and he was like he felt a black mat and saw a black mass come over him and like put him in a weird trance. And I was just like, that's weird. And I don't want to mess with that. No, no. <laughs> but then they were looking at, they had taken like over 200 Polaroid pictures in the house at that point. And in one out of the 200, they had taken a couple, a few seconds apart in front of that table, in front of that chair that Carl had sat in. And there was a black mist in one of them, but not in any of the other 200 pictures mm-hmm. in the whole place. So that was super weird. Yeah. And then the next night, just the Ghost Avengers guys were in the building, and they caught another disembodied growl. (laughs) So that's creepy number two. Like, (laughs) I don't like it. And then they, like, go outside, and they're, like, investigating the stone wall because of the soldier thing and zach is using like a parabolic mic and they caught like a voice talking over them that wasn't caught on the camera but was caught on that but you can't like billy was talking at the time or something like that and so you can't fully like hear what it's saying but there's only a voice there that wasn't any of them and then also in the middle of them being outside, Zach like pulls out his phone. He's like, I thought I turned this off, but I felt it vibrate. And he opens it up. He like picked, He like looks at his phone and Siri is open. And the question that Siri heard was, are you dead? No one asked, are you dead? Yeah. Like he was like, that's creepy. I don't like, he's like, my phone was off. I thought like.
1: That's really weird. Yeah.
0: So I don't like that. If our Siri's ever picked up a spirit asking it a question somewhere. I need to get a new phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a destination fear when their phones ring i
1: don't know how tanner has that same phone no
0: he said he got rid of it oh he did yeah when the episode said now you guys know why i got a new phone (laughs) because i couldn't handle it um and then they're walking like back towards the house and zach is using i was trying not to go into detail i was like i don't need to put all these down i was like no these are interesting things (laughs) um zach was using ir binoculars outside and just like looking at all the house and he turned, And as he's going towards the house, he caught a black shadow figure in one of the windows and it moved out of frame in the video. And like, he slowed it down and you could like see that there was like a silhouette of a dude in the window. Mm-hmm. So that was creepy. Uh, and then they're like in the house later again. And then Aaron like goes, he's like, I just need to say this for the record. But he's like, this is he's like two times. Now I've seen another man standing behind Zach tonight. And I'm just like, that's really creepy. Nope. And I don't want to know what he saw, but he said that. And then they used like a spirit box kind of thing. And the only voices they caught through that though was a guy saying, forgive for me. And then the word leave. So they're like, does that have to do with don't leave? Don't leave, don't leave. Like, who knows? But it's kind of weird. I think weird. it
1: has the opposite message, so. Yeah. So throughout
0: the past couple days on the episode... Carl had gotten like a stabbing pain in his hand. Zach had felt something like stabbing on his side. And Aaron, on this third night, started to have like a stabbing pain in his chest and he was like really uncomfortable.
1: Leave him alone.
0: Yeah. Leave Aaron alone. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say something and I was trying to be funny and I had nothing come to my mind. And okay. I was like, I was just being really quiet for no reason for a second. So they also set up a time-lapse camera to, like, film the library doorways, which you can see from the table in the seance room. The house is super weird-shaped, but there's, like, two doorways to the same room right next to each other. But they were, like, filming, and they had a time-lapse camera, and everyone else was upstairs. And in the middle of this, like—and it's, like, a bright night vision— and there was like a few seconds where it was like super dark weird shadow over it and then it went back to being normal and was normal the rest Mm -hmm. of the day so that was super weird and then creepy Jay wanted to do a conjurer ritual down in the cellar (laughs) Jay and he was like I don't want to do this without the family's permission and so Zach calls the couple and it's like Jay wants to do a ritual but like needs your permission like we don't want to do it without your permission and they were like yeah do it
1: Could not be me giving that permission no jay he, knows he just too knows much. too much he does things that he knows he shouldn't yeah if you have to ask permission you know you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing, doing it. it yeah
0: he's like i know i can close it it doesn't matter jay, no you don't need to do it you don't need. it's to unnecessary do it. <laughs> so he and aaron headed down to the basement to do set up the ritual like salt and candles and whatnot and zach goes up to Andrea's old room on the top floor and billy's like stays down on the first floor and billy is like hearing like loud banging happening around him like the whole time they're doing the ritual but upstairs with zach he has an ovulus out and as soon as jay like lit candles down the basement and started the ritual zach gets the words cellar lasting and blaze on the ovulus
1: no so
0: that happened and then eventually like Zach and Billy like got creeped out and Billy like went upstairs to like check on Zach because they were hearing a lot lot of loud noises and they were like filming like I don't know if Billy heard or saw something around the closet area, but he starts he like had been filming over there. There's a bunch of hangers in the closet. They're not moving. And he goes and then he goes back to it and the hangers are all moving in the closet and they're both like, That's enough for me. Like that put me over the line <laughs> like they're like let's just go outside and review some evidence <laughs> but then they're like out of the building and Jay like went upstairs looking for them because he thought they were like running around or like moving around and he was like calling for them and then he went outside and he was like dudes I thought you were in the dudes. house like and so that was it and then Aaron was in a weird trance in the basement he's like let's close this up <laughs> and
1: then they left but I was just like Why would you do... Why would you mess with that stuff? You
0: already know the last time someone did stuff like that, it really messed up the house and the family.
1: Like, why would you do that? I don't get it.
0: So, that was Ghost Adventures. It was a lot. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting, so I wanted to include it. It's definitely interesting,
1: yeah. But
0: now we're going to talk about Kindred Spirits. It's less stuff, but also they had interesting stuff. So, they were talking to Corey and Jennifer, and they really... They called them in because the activity was increasing since they got there, and... Corey actually said that his daughter, I'm assuming Madison, uh, heard a growl and that she like doesn't really want anything to do with it. I don't actually... It might not be Madison mm-hmm. because he has two other kids and he said that this daughter like doesn't want anything to do with the paranormal really. And I feel like she doesn't... care, Like I feel like she enjoys it. So maybe... I could be yeah. wrong. That could all be... But he said a daughter heard a growl. Okay. But... And then Kyler, his son, he like mentioned him seeing The Mist or whatever and... Then in one of the rooms, Jennifer and Corey said that they had both seen a shadow figure, like shoulders and head with its head tilted, just staring at them in a doorway. And they were like, do you see that? (laughs) They were like, yeah, I do. (laughs) And so they saw that, which is just really creepy. And then they moved to the library and they told Adam and Amy that they had a video. There's one specific book in the library that keeps falling off of the shelf. And they like showed a video of it and they were like, This is like one book in here that doesn't have writing in it. The book was like moral relativity or something. So it's like nothing super specific. But they were like, does it want us to just read this book? Because it looks like no one has read it. But Hmm. it's just weird library. Like it doesn't
1: have writing. Like they haven't like annotated it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it's just weird.
1: Hmm. And they also said in the
0: seance room outside of that, that they catch a lot of EVPs and spirit box responses. And then up in the bedrooms, they said they catch a lot of flashing lights and like a blue light moving around and then they go down to the basement and that's where they talk about how the parent family always talked about a woman with a crooked neck and down on a piece of furniture down in the basement, there's like childlike drawings of like crooked neck people with tongue sticking out. I remember that. Yeah, it's very creepy. Yeah. So then on to the investigation at first. So Amy and Adam were going to do a spirit box session because they heard that that was effective. And Adam is like talking to Amy. Nothing's really coming through. And then Amy hears "Leave me alone" on the spirit box. And then were they
1: doing like the SDs?
0: Life? Yeah, okay. yeah. She was blindfolded, couldn't yeah. and couldn't see hear or see Adam. And then Adam was asking a bunch of questions, but Amy wasn't really answering. Like she was just saying some other words. She said, "Where are you?" And then Parent. and those babies. And then she, Amy like was like, "I'm hearing weird voices." And then she heard, I had enough and I was told to. And then she said, seven, seven. And then it's impossible. And then Adam asked if they need help. And she said, yes, ma'am. But then, like, yeah. (laughs) And then, like, when she was done, she was like, I almost tapped out of that a lot. She was like, I was feeling lightheaded and weird. Like, she was like, there was like a weird otherworldly voice that was like coming through. And she ended up like having to go outside and like get away from it all because it was really creepy. So then. They brought Chip in and they were like, "We know, you probably know like where you're at. But they were like, we want like a pretty like unbiased reading of this place. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he walks in and he's like, there's a lot of residual anger in this house. And then he like leaned against the doorway and he's like, I just got shoved, which is like, no, thank you. And then they were up in one of the bedrooms and he's like, this might be residual. But I'm hearing like a little child like saying like, stop, stop, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, and then one of the rooms, he was like, it's very dark and something has settled in here. I'm like, Oh, really creepy. And then they went into the master bedroom and he said that a woman claims the room and he said that she's saying, this is my house. This is my effing house.
1: Okay. So, yeah. And so then, like the, Um,
0: yeah the Bathsheba or whatever you want to call it spirit. Yeah. Like the
1: one that she thinks she's like the lady of the house. Yep. And the, okay.
0: Yep. But they, didn't, he didn't really know that that was a yeah, thing no, I'm just trying to
1: make the connection. Yes.
0: Yes. And so then they're like, they're down in the basement. I don't think he said anything of significance on the basement right away. And then they were like, how do you feel about bringing the whole parent family in? And he was like, are you serious? Like <laughs> his husband got, eyes got so wide and he was just like looking at them. Like they're all come. He's like the dad and all, all the sisters. And they were like, "Yep." that's but, so crazy yeah, so they all came back um and they haven't they said they haven't been to the house together in 40 years and they said that their mom will never come back and she's like held to that promise every she's like i'm not going back so was the dad and
1: all the sisters yeah
0: so all five of them came and the dad uh as soon as they walked in it was like they had never let like they were children they were like oh this is where this happened and this is like yeah and they were like that's the laundry room door that would never stay closed and they were like it would open on its own every single night I'm like that is so creepy. Um and then they were all like downstairs and Cindy like went upstairs by herself like no one knew she went up there. Mm-hmm. And they all start going like where's Cindy? And they're like she was the most affected up there growing up. And then she's like upstairs like crying, like being sad and like Adam found her. And she was like, I always heard voices. There's always people around my bed. And she would like wake up screaming. And one night, um, their mom got there first, luckily, but she's like told her sister, like her daughter's like, go back, like go away from the room. And her bed was levitating and like moving with Cindy in it. Like, it was like torturing this poor girl. So then they were like sitting around their tape, like at a big table. And like talking about experiences. And that's when they were like, we never want to walk by the cellar door. Like it was creepy. And one time, Roger um, was walking by the cellar and he heard footsteps down in it. Uh-huh. And he was like really bothered by it and like the door opened while he was standing there and he like saw like a veil kind of thing and he was so mad he was like look you old lady you either come in here and sit and talk to me or get the hell out and the cellar door slammed shut it was like pissed that is at him bold he was angry
1: at this yeah. thing
0: for and it was messing with his wife I mean yeah
1: that makes sense and kids
0: like and he said that this like she would like come to him and like would rub his back and like she was really possessive of yeah. him and um And then Adam and Amy brought up the Crooked Neck People drawings. Yeah. And as soon as they said that, they all had a reaction. Every single one. Even the dad. They were all super uncomfortable. And then they were like, they all started to describe. They were like, there was a woman with a gray dress. And her head would hang to the side. And she had jagged yellow teeth. And they were like, she roamed all over the house. And she thought she owned this house. Like, this was her house. Like, they were all saying that. And it was just, like, really creepy. And then they were like, she lusted after our father. She coveted us. And she hated our mom. Like... It was just so creepy.
1: Yeah. So do they think that's the same woman? Yeah. Okay.
0: Like she thought that it was her family and she was angry at their mom for like it being her family. Yeah. So it was just creepy. That's so yeah. And then Chip came in to like, and they would just kind of wanted to see like his perception on like the energy of the house. And they were like, has it, is it changed? And he was like, it has been different since the moment they got it on the property. And he was like, it's darker. Mm. and so it's like it's definitely the fam, like the family has ties with it and then cindy started to get really emotional at the table and so like and well that happened right after because chip was like most of the activities upstairs right now and that's when she started to get emotional and then chip like handed like gave her his hand and he was like it's okay like nothing here can hurt you and there's something here that can't that can't that you can't handle and he's like your whole family's here like we're all here and so that was like super yeah she was like just upset and just like this old lady crying (sighs) about her like childhood trauma yeah
1: that's so upsetting so yeah it was not fun
0: And then they left, but it was like, I think it was good that they all got to be there together one more time. Like, I don't know if they'll ever all go back there again. Um, And then the last night... They were like, we don't really have answers still. And so Amy and Adam were like, let's just go down to the basement and like split up on other on different sides of it. And Amy took a digital recorder with her. She caught no voices the whole time they were down. Like there's like no talking in this whole building, this whole house. And Adam took a spirit box and an SLS camera to the other side and he would like point it in one direction and like the camera worked fine, but it didn't catch anything. And as soon as he kept turning in one particular direction, the screen would go black every time. And he was getting really mad. Adam gets pissed when things it's, don't work. I kind of love
1: when Adam gets pissed. It's kind of yeah. funny. It's
0: like, don't bother. Don't mess with him. He's not going to like it. Are yeah. you. So that just kept happening. And then Adam felt something touch the back of his leg while they were down there. And he was like, I think he was just telling me, like, I'm here, like, yeah. in a weird way. So then later they, like, went back upstairs and they were like... Okay, and then Amy was watching one of their cameras of upstairs and they caught a weird like black mist crawling on the floor by the fireplace upstairs. And they were like I've never seen anything like that on the camera before. And then the last thing really that happened was then they went up there and were like sitting in the room on one of the beds and Amy started to feel something running its hands slowly down her entire back.
1: Oh. And she was no. like I've
0: never felt something like that. But they literally caught nothing else. No voice. Like they asked so many questions and never caught a single
1: voice. So, it's so weird. Yeah, nothing there likes to talk. No,
0: but it likes to make its presence known with other activity. Yeah. So that was the case of the pair and family and the house. But everyone, you can't go visit there. Like I said, booked through twenty twenty two, unless you want like an hour day tour. If you live in Rhode Island. But, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I never want to live in a
1: haunted house.
0: That's my takeaway. No, as I that's just, just can't handle so it. So awful. It's trauma, especially with kids.
1: Yeah. Ugh. They make it creepier and yeah. also sad. Yeah. So. It's rough. So.
0: Yeah. That was that. Highly recommend watching those episodes with the family actually in it and like yeah. hearing their experience from their words and like seeing their emotions. Definitely. Like it's really powerful. Like that's why I wanted to do This is why I wanted to do it because I just remember, I just vividly remember their reactions to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Or go read Andrea's book.
1: Heck yeah. She has two
0: books. Go read them.
1: What a, what a queen. Yeah. So. Well, um, and while you're at it, you should follow us on all the things on Instagram at Something Sick Podcast or Twitter at Asick Podcast
0: or on TikTok at Something Sick Podcast or send us an email at Something Sick Podcast
1: at gmail.com. We'll talk to you next time, homies. Peace out.